Welcome to episode 29 of Tim Talk, the podcast about the DC Animated Universe, co-created by Bruce Tim. I'm Chris Lord. I'm Kermit Dexter. And uh, we got some double penguin yeah. this week. We're, we're kind of mixing things up. So uh, we're doing episode 55? I, I thought you were going to write this down. I think, I think it's 55 and 59. Not to throw you under the bus or anything. No, it's fine. I, I fully respect you throwing me under the bus. I deserve it. I'm usually throwing you under the bus. Yeah. Well, so. if, if anyone has looked at the, the list of Batman episodes, we have a bunch of du- uh, doubles coming up. Uh, and then the episode that we were supposed to talk about this time, we have a guest coming on next week. Yes. That we're really excited to talk about it... Harley and Ivy. Boom. Okay, right. So this is episode, yes, uh, 55, The Mechanic, and 59, Blind as a Bat, because 56, Harley and Ivy, we have a guest for, and then, um, yeah, basically we have, I think it's two or three, two parts back-to-back, yeah, so we have work the out. Batgirl one, and then we have Roz, Roz and then something yeah. else, um, then Hardak comes back eventually. I'm, this fucking Google Docs is being a piece of shit. Yes. Okay, yeah. Just two two-part things, so. But it all balances out. So weird order. But it'll work. And coincidentally, it gave us two episodes with the Penguin. Yeah. Which is good, because we haven't had that much Penguin. We haven't. Yet. I still don't feel like we've had a great Penguin episode. Oh, I would concur. Um, did you... So, you, you're you the car person. Do we, yeah. Huh, before we jump into this, are there, was there any DC news that you wanted to talk um, about? I feel like there was... We usually discuss this beforehand, and yeah. we didn't this time. Because no. we always get prepared. <laughs> Today, we're extra unprepared. There was a photo Wasn't tweeted there? out this oh, morning. Oh, well, the of... new trailer. The new Just League trailer oh, came out. Oh, right. Looks That's kind of some news that we should talk shit. about. Well, I mean, terrible. I, I mean, Zack Snyder is good at trailers. I enjoyed the trailer. You know, I, I normally think he is good at trailers. I was just, I had no interest. I'm watching this thing. I'm like, okay, it's just a whole bunch of like CGI heavy scenes of them killing what I assume are going to be parademons. Mm-hmm. And I'm watching this. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. Because this movie completely lacks a charismatic or interesting villain considering i think it's what steppenwolf it's not dark side no it's not even dark side yet like it's one of dark side's emissaries i think in the form of steppenwolf which i I think he's played by kieran hines who i generally do enjoy he was um the leader of the wildlings in game of thrones okay oh yeah i like yeah he's great i mean i like him a lot but i'm like you know, part of the reasons the Avengers worked was because Loki was such a great villain. You feel like there was actually a real reason for these people to team up together. Mm-hmm. And you're watching this, I'm just like... It's Are just... they trying to turn Darkseid into Thanos, where he's going to be like this overarching villain for the next two movies before they have to reset? I think... Oh, God, right? I think they're saving him for the second Justice League movie. So I think they went in with the intention of having it be more clearly a part one and part two. And I think that... They might have modified that. The rumors they've modified it, so this one kind of wraps up, sort of, with threads going on, and then the next one pick up with Darkseid. But in short, yes. It's, All right. They're just... That's, I mean, uh, that's fine, I guess. Yeah. I don't... You, uh, you can just see see the complete lack of planning on this, because like, the one thing that DC's always had over Marvel is villains. And so then... But they even fucked that up, because they're like, oh, well, let's just do a terrible Suicide Squad movie rather than maybe... like have like an injustice sort of thing going on or like yeah. I guess more Avengers kind of did alien invasions. So you can't just redo like the, what the justice league premiere was. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I've, I, I mean, we'll end up watching it right for this. You know what, you know what I, I was, I was hoping we would see hmm. is that sweet, sweet Superman mullet. Oh, <laughs> mullet for Superman. <laughs> if they, they got to follow that storyline and if they don't, <laughs> I will write a complaint. Yeah. I don't think we're going to get Super Mullet. I'm sorry. I want Super Mullet so badly. No. I the all-black suit with the gold, the silver emblem. We'll get the black suit. I don't think we're going to get Super Mullet. Oh, that's a shame. I know, because, I mean, that mullet would be indestructible. Yeah. <sighs> it's fine. Just go watch uh, Just go watch some Kim Possible, some Motorhead. You'll get your mullet you fixed. Know, I watched that this morning. Yeah, you did? I forgot. You... I for, not not Motorhead. I, okay. I forgot. So the drama was on Hulu, and so I, I woke up early before my my kickball game, and I'm like, you know what? I should do for the next hour and a half is relive some some oh nice memories. Cameron, I I love I love that you don't have an inner child. You just live. You just live. I, the, I, you, I you am. Live, you yeah. you are the inner child. As people tell me, I've been seven for the past eighteen years now. Yeah, it's pretty close. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> After that, 
you know, once you hit eight, it's pretty much downhill. Yeah, it's all downhill from there. Yeah. But seven, we, seven was seven was the year. We left before it though. Yeah. But I, I think that's the only real DC news mm-hmm. at this point. There new, was a new um, shitty trailer. There was a photo tweeted out this morning. I, sh- I meant to send it to you. I don't think it's real. Oh uh, no, it is real. Har- um, oh, it is Harley riding in the Batmobile with yes, because um, um, they're doing Robin. a director DC movie, Harley and uh, Batman. Yes, and yeah, I think that it is a real uh, image from it. Yeah, that's right. I actually made a note to tweet that out out of the account. Um, yeah, it's Harley in the backseat of the Batmobile with Batman and Nightwing in the front, and it's basically the style from the Timverse. Yeah. So I think the question becomes at this point: Is it set in the same Timverse, or is it just that style? We don't know yet. Uh, I already forgot. Is uh, uh, Killing Joke wasn't in the Timber style, was it? No. Okay, I didn't think so. No, I don't. I think the last thing that was done in the Timber style was uh, Darwin Cook did a Batman Beyond short for I want to say Batman's seventy fifth anniversary, where it was like Bruce and Terry fighting robots that were the various incarnations of previous Batman. So they had like Adam West and Michael Keaton mm-hmm. and. Um, uh, like Christian Bale, like all kind of done in that style as robots. It's a cool little short. Okay, like we'll, we'll I don't probably, remember that. Yeah, it's it's cool. cool. We'll we'll cover it. I think when we get to uh to Batman Beyond properly. But I am excited for whatever that Harley and Batman movie is. Yeah, it looks really interesting. It's got Nightwing in it, so I'm already happy. Right. Who do you think is going to voice him? I think go back to the original. Maybe they might go back to Lauren Lester. It it depends. I mean, I I imagine they'll probably get Kevin Conroy and Arlene Sorkin to come back to the voices, right? So yeah, I don't know. I'd like. I mean, I I loved having Neil Patrick Harris do the voice in yeah. Under Red Hood. I'd love for him to come back. Oh, Under the Red Hood, it's so good. I know. We should just we'll just do an episode on that one day. <laughs> Once we get closer to the end, we can we can start, start getting <laughs> getting to those movies. Filler episodes. Right. Yeah. Uh, but I think that's pretty much all the news. Mm-hmm. So I, you, you cut yourself off, kind of. You're going to ask me. I, I'm the car guy here. So, what was your... so yeah. So, so the mechanic. You're the yeah. car guy. I didn't understand anything that happened in this episode. Uh, Did anything they say make sense to real like car s- talk? Sort of. I mean, the, the daughter was talking about how the, basically the drivetrain got fucked up, which would make sense. Um, given that it got kind of crushed by a bridge. So the drivetrain is basically the mechanical system that connects the engines to the wheels. Got it. Yes. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's like basically the engine powers. It doesn't matter. No, no, I, I got it. It's yeah. uh, in a toy car. It's the, yeah, I got it. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so some things made sense pretty much any time though, that, uh, um, what's the mechanic's name? Starts with an E. Um, I can always look it up because I have it on my computer right here. Uh, Earl. No, Earl. Every time that Earl... Like two chances. Yeah, right. Ed and Earl. Every time that Earl starts talking about, like, it's got titanium this and double thruster this, and it's like... Like the, triple turbo, yeah, whatever. Like, none of those make any sense, All right. like, mechanically speaking. So I, I'd say that there, there's a good mix. There's a mixture of things that uh, actually make sense and things that don't all right. at all. Because coming from a background with zero car knowledge... I just accept all of these are true. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm happy to have someone that can tell me, no, this is bullshit. I'd, yeah, I'd say about half of it. About half of it is, is kind of bullshit. Okay. I mean, but it's, it's like every other thing they do in this, as soon as they get some sort of technical jargon, like <clears throat> what we'll see in um, Blend is a Bat 2, they start talking about like the helicopter, and you're just like, this, none of this makes any goddamn right. sense. Just, just throwing words. Yeah. Until it just splatters. Um, yeah. So I mean, because... So I'm, I was excited to watch this episode. I hadn't seen it in a long time because it's basically part of the plot of Batman Returns, right? Where the Penguin takes over the Batmobile. Yeah. That 10-minute scene in the movie turned into a 20-minute episode. It doesn't quite work. Not It wasn't, it, it, wasn't no. great. I mean, there, there are a lot of things that I did like about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really liked the, you know, the very opening scene when there's the car chase between Batman and Robin and the Penguin's henchmen that the guy is just like unloading a full drum clip on the Batmobile and Robin's just sitting in the car going like, really? Is he kidding? These like, guys must be new. Yeah. I, I loved that line. Yeah. Th- that was a great exchange. He's like, it's the fucking Batmobile. Like, yeah. you really think you're going to do anything to it with just a machine gun? Um, but uh, so, cause yeah, so they're, they're chasing the penguin and they get to the bridge. I have, did you, the, okay. The stupidest construct. I, I'm angry. Whoever like thought of this bridge design or whatever architect decided to build this in this fictional universe. 
because there are so many things wrong with this. With the the bridge that lifts the section lifts up in the middle. Is that is that real? Those are real. That's horrible. No, I mean, the, I mean, as we've seen in this episode, there are so many things that could go wrong. People could just drive off the end. Yeah. No, the, like those are real. I mean, the same way that the uh, like the split bridge. Yeah. Which, like you know, I've seen those. Yeah. Both those things are real. I assumed we were going to get a split bridge here. I didn't realize we were going to get a, a middle section raising up. But no, those those are going real. to crunch the Batmobile. Yeah. If anything, I actually think that the the split bridges might be more common. Or no, really? the, the raised bridges might be more common than the split split bridges. Yeah. That's so interesting. Yeah, but no, those are real things. What takes less energy, lifting or? I lifting one heavier section well it's like to do your engineer you, talk you need like counter you need a counterweight on the um the ones that just kind of go straight up i mean it it's like you kind of rotate around a, a hinge on two sides mm-hmm. or you just go straight up it's imagine that the middle section of the bridge is basically a giant elevator yeah right so it's basically kind of the it's, yeah it's well, basically the same thing i think it's stupid okay well i mean it's use here is kind of stupid because so they're they're chasing the penguin's limousine on this bridge. And so the guy driving just drives off and lands on a barge. That was, also is owned by the penguin. That's okay. I was going to ask you, I was super confused on that because like the back of the boat said Auckland, which is a city in New Zealand, but then there was a penguin on the top of the smokestack, right? Yeah. There's a painted penguin on it. There was something on there that definitely hinted that it was the penguin's boat. Yeah. So I, I guess that was their plan all along. I was really confused by that. Like, I thought it was just like they lucked out. So did I. I, I was re- I thought maybe the will then we'll see that boat as confirmation. I kind of feel like what happened is they just wrote it that way. And they're like, well, this doesn't quite make sense. So I guess slap a penguin on it. And then that'll right. get yeah, justification it, it makes for it. I don't know. It was kind of weird. Uh I, yeah, I don't get it. But so they they do escape, and in, when the bridge comes back down, it just smashes the front end of the Batmobile. Now, what doesn't make sense is the Batmobile gets pinned between the two decks of the bridge. Mm-hmm. So really, what should have happened is like it basically should have just sheared the front of the car off. Yeah, and like left it like this weird awkward angle. But it instead it just like got smushed. Yeah, they just squished it. I guess so they could still drive it. I guess they needed to drive it they to the repair shop. Drive it back to to Earl's mm-hmm. shop. Uh, buried down at the bottom of this warehouse. That, that whole, like the whole idea there of him having like a dedicated mechanic kind of stashed away. That, that is kind of cool. Like there are, seems like some pretty obvious holes there. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's also kind of proof that Batman has a fuckload of money. Right. Yeah. Which if you were to stop and think about it for a little bit, kind of obvious who Batman is. Right. But I guess we're just running with the assumption that people don't think and about that. Ed, or not that. Wow. Well, Earl. Uh, Earl, he's... Batman kind of has him in, like, witness protection almost because we, when we get his backstory, um, he worked for some big motor company that I forgot to write down. Yeah, but it's General Motors, basically. It's yeah. It's something else, but yeah. Um, and he found a big flaw in their new car they were rolling the out. Brakes. Yeah, the yeah. brakes wouldn't work sometimes. Um, and then the higher-ups were like, well... Uh, the lawyer said it's not our fault, and then he's like, "Well, I'm going to take this public," and so he quit. And then the higher ups sent goons after him because that's what you do in this world. Is yeah, people do, if people don't stop talking, you just have goons on hand at all times. Gotta go rough up the whistleblower. <laughs> yeah, uh, Batman saves him, uh, and then later comes by and is like, "Hey, you're you're a car guy. Uh, can you can you make my car better?" Yeah. Side note: Did you notice what car he drove in in the flashback? I mean, he was driving like the old, an old school style Batmobile. That was the original Batmobile. Oh, was it? Yeah, nineteen in the comics, he didn't have a Batmobile. He just drove like a, a car, like a red around. convertible. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he he had it was the first Batmobile from nineteen forty one. What? Yeah. Looking this up. There's a cool little graph I should have sent you of all of the Batmobiles through through the ages. You, but that was the only one that had like the actual like. The face, like Bat, the, the battering also kind of looks like a squirrel battering. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. Well, the I mean, yeah. Okay. Because the first Batmobile, yeah, was it the red convertible? Mm-hmm. Um, I saw two dates with this style. It was either 1941 or 1944. I think it might have been 44. Because I think, well, let's see. Because 40. Okay. Well, I'm trying to look at like an old website that's not super helpful on this. Oh, okay. Yeah, like this one from like Batman number five, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like an old 1930s, like sloped back. Uh, 
saloon with a big wing in the back and the, the bat emblem, batting yeah. ram in the front. It's a cool design. I also think it was the same style of car that Earl was whistleblowing on. It looks really similar because like they showed a sketch of. Oh, I didn't make. I didn't make. That I, don't, comparison. I, I don't know if it really was or not. That's the way it looked. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I liked they they kind of brought that in there a little bit. Uh, and I guess I had a little little thing. Where I'm like, well, this doesn't line up with um, with Mac- Mask of the Phantasm because Bruce sees like the car that looks just like his Batmobile. Right. And this it explains that Earl designed it himself. But maybe maybe Bruce could have offered like some little push, some suggestions there. <laughs> I don't know. That's but, fine. There, yeah. I mean, the, those flashback continuities aren't great. No, they're not. Yeah. And okay, was it just me or did this episode also just really shitty animation on it? So I figured you happy had, brought that up. Yeah. This is Acom's last episode. I wonder why. Yeah. Well, I mean, they were fired. How many months times, before this? How many times did they get fired on this show? Well, just once. But I feel like they had to finish the contract. Okay. Yeah. I guess that makes sense because I feel like we read about acom big gone and then we said so many acom episodes yeah this is the final acom episode so no longer will you have to hear us complain about acom because there it's really bad i mean you compare it just to blind as a bat and the animation on that is so much sharper and it's so obvious too because it's the same characters i mean it's the penguin and all of his henchmen again like they look so much better Mm -hmm. yeah horrible horrible animation in this yeah but it uh but i mean there are there are some cool things though like i liked that uh the the penguin's lair he's got the duck just like in batman returns the big yellow duck yep okay also did he kill that guy uh i believe so yeah so because what happens is uh basically there's a guy who works for a custom car parts distributor in Mm. essence and he starts to notice that they're getting these very specific very expensive orders and his theory is the only car that could actually have these sort of things is the Batmobile. And he's kind of got dates based on, like, incidences to support it. So they're able to trace to Earl, and they go there, and then they, they sabotage the Batmobile. But when after this this guy tells the Penguin, Penguin writes him a check for, like, what, $400,000, puts him in his little Penguin boat, and then lets it go down a whirlpool in the sewer. And he says, like, he makes a comment, like, oh, you're going for, like, an ocean cruise. But... Clearly, that guy had to die. Yeah. Because the Penguin Pate had no intention of paying him that money, and he couldn't leave any loose threads. I, I interpret it as, um, as the same from Futurama, where the sewer drain in the sewer leads <laughs> to... the like, mutants below? <laughs> no, because that's, that's the first level of sewer. Oh, that's right. And there's yeah, the, 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 even the big the toilet. Have, yeah, yeah, the big yeah. toilet uh, that leads to the secondary sewer, which no one comes back from. No one comes... Yeah, I... It kind of... For some reason, this episode, maybe it was this particular, like, quote-unquote death, really kind of bothered me. But do you think that the whole universe loses its stakes if no one, if you know no one's going to die? Um, I mean, knowing it's a kid's cartoon, not really. I guess what, what kind of bothers me is they had these moments where characters intend to kill people, but no one can die. Yeah. I guess that's what kind of does it for me, right? Like, even this, like, it's kind of implied that they, you could infer the guy survives and just gets, like, cast out to sea or whatever. Mm -hmm. Most likely he died. But, you know, or even when they kidnap Earl's daughter, like, we know she's not going to die because, you know, she's the captor of whatever. But at the same time, it's like no one ever, even the bad guys, no one's ever going to die despite these kind of threats. And maybe it's just because later on the series are okay with that. You get, like, Justice League and characters die and, mm-hmm. and, you know, Batman Beyond and stuff. Like, there's actual real stakes. Yeah. But I'm watching this, and I'm just like, it feels like everything kind of gets undercut on some level. Like, it, well, it loses some tension. I feel like where I'm at right now in my life, I'm not the right person to ask because I did just watch 14 Days of Power Rangers. Oh, my God. Uh, How are you after doing 14 Days of Power Rangers? I'm, I'm doing pretty well. <laughs> uh, got my morpher on me. Uh, but you been, have a morpher? Great. Uh, I did back home. You didn't? No, I didn't. I didn't ask my mom to ship me my morpher. You didn't bring it with you when you moved to LA? No. You can get like the new nice ones now. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, the original Mighty Morphin. Yeah, they've they like remade them. Yeah, they have like new diecast versions. Cause I got, they got some of the stuff from my brother. I, I mean, I never growing up, I only had one, because my mom would go through. My mom would go through flip phones so often that yeah. I would just like use her old flip phone as my morpher. That's pretty awesome. Uh, 
And I was also growing up, I was much bigger into like Digimon. And so I had the Digimon. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, like, what do they call? What do they call them? I don't know. How dare you not know? I've never watched an episode of Digimon in my entire life. Oh, it's great. Actually, as you were talking about Digimon, my head was thinking Yu-Gi-Oh! And I had to stop and correct myself. I mean, it's they're they're both cartoons. <laughs> yes, this is true. <laughs> uh, whatever. I'm going on a tangent that doesn't need to be going on. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, quick summary: the yeah. penguin. Uh, goes to Earl's shop, kidnaps the the daughter, kind of tampers with the the Batmobile so he can control it with yeah. remote control. Batman comes back to pick it up. Earl gives him a very encrypted message, which kind of shame on the world's greatest greatest detective for, for not, not figuring out. Yeah, because yeah. he's like, oh, um, she had to go do some work down, down in, in the basement. basement. And then he's like, oh, and I fixed the air conditioning switch. Batman's like, uh, Okay, thanks. thanks. You're acting Earl. weird. Something must be up, but probably not. Yeah. And yeah, and he doesn't figure it out until they're like, they're chasing the penguin and all of a sudden it's like, I'm not driving this car anymore. He's like, oh, right. Mm-hmm. No, it's even further beyond that. Yeah. They're at the airport. They make it to the airport up. Uh, so penguin gets control of the car. They drive him through an airfield and then up, kind of on top of a parking structure yeah. where he's going to uh, have him be thrown off the edge of the parking structure, which yeah. is dumb because he already had him heading straight for a brick wall yeah. and decided to turn because he's whatever. I, yeah, Cause it Because it's, it's, it's a kid's show. Yeah. So they're going off the edge and they realize uh, going down in the basement. It's a, it's a racing term for... Crashing. For crashing or for being in... Tr- Trouble. I don't, I don't remember. I don't watch racing. Yeah, I don't either. Um, and so, but then he knows that if he presses the air conditioning switch, which yeah. is the same like triangular button he always presses. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, what this scene reminded me of because uh, Penguin also had him like rewire all of the controls, so pressing one button would make something else happen. Oh yeah. Um, which reminded me of that scene from. Do you remember Big Fat Liar? Frankie Muniz and Amanda Bynes and Paul Giamatti. Paul Giamatti. I, I never saw it. Did you? Oh man, it's great. Is it? It is. That one's. Is like, it? That one's actually a fun, like, a fun movie. Okay. Because I mean, I mean, maybe not for you because you've always been in California. But as oh, someone, I thought you said maybe not for you because you have a giant stick up your ass about movies. No. no, but for like someone who's who never had been to California before, never n- had never known the the other side of the movie world. Um, it was kind of a cool, like, cause they basically Frankie Muniz and Amanda Bynes traveled to LA and hide out oh. in like a prop shop at universal studios, which is why when you go on the universal studio, universal studios, studio tour, they have the scene from big fat liar because they're basically on the set for the entire movie. Do they have that? Yeah. When they're doing uh, when they're going through the weather and it's like the flash flood warning and the rain falls and then the water comes down yeah. in um, the, the like Spanish town. Yeah. Was that? That, that scene, that is a oh. scene straight from the movie. Oh, okay. Which is why I always clap afterwards. Of course. Of the like six times I've been on that studio tour. It's a good studio tour. It's fun. Yeah. yeah. It's the only thing worth seeing at Universal Studios. Uh, Harry Potter Land. Yeah. I enjoy it. Yeah. The rides suck though. You, I mean, you, you get sick. Which is weird, because I'm the one that always gets... Yeah, yeah. I, I enjoy that ride. I hate that ride. I, I'll try it again at some point. I, guess, I haven't been on the Hippogriff one yet. I mean, it's like a tiny little kid's roller coaster. It's kind of like, what's the point? There's always a point. No, no, no. <laughs> but, okay. So, tangent's done. <laughs> but, okay, yeah, so they, they they are able to parachute out of the Batmobile before it crashes and explodes. Because, mm-hmm. of course, it's going to explode. And then they, they catch up in the limousine, and they, um, they save the daughter, and they basically... Earl was going to rebuild the Batmobile brand new and they're going to move shop and stuff. And it's all, it's all good. And, um, one thing that I found interesting about this, and I mentioned this to you a couple minutes ago, was that one of Penguin's henchmen is called Carmine Falcone. Oh yeah. Which is really interesting that they chose to do that. Now, admittedly, there's kind of like a, a thing going on with the henchmen names because it's like, um, Carmine Falcone and one of the other henchmen has like another bird themed name. Oh, Eagleton, right? So like they all they all have maybe that's why they just picked it. Maybe they're just kind of going for bird pun henchman names and they decided to go for Falcone. It's just a weird choice. Yeah. Because I mean, 
even at that point, Falcone was still a known character. I mean, he was in Year One, which is out in 87, which is before this. But this was before Long Halloween, where he's pretty major, and obviously it was before Batman Begins. But I don't know. I just I, That was a really weird decision, I thought. Yeah. I, th- I mean, it's interesting they included him. Uh, but I don't know. Maybe... Maybe they were trying to do a storyline that never came to uh, never came to life. I feel like it was just must have been thrown in there as like a, a reference, just or, for the fans or, or, or something homage. like yeah, that. I mean, he's only no one ever actually called. Uh, one character kind of says it in passing, like so the the guy who works for the um, auto parts he mentions Falcone. I'm like, wait, did you say Falcone? And so I looked it up, and sure enough, well, was he the one that picked up the phone and said, "That's all, folks." Or is that a different henchman? Oh, I don't know. I couldn't tell them apart. Okay, I don't know. I maybe. Way to be henchman racist. Yeah. <laughs> Not all henchmen look the same, Chris. Uh, in this world, they do. I know they do. I think actually two of the guys have almost the exact same design, too. Oh, like, they all have Like the newsboy exact... cap and like the same bow tie. Yeah. At least one guy has red hair. The other two guys, I think they're identical. Yeah. Well, I mean, in the last, in last week's episode, I, I don't think we talked about this um, while recording, but the, the henchmen weren't given names. They were given colors. Because Bruce Tim voiced Red, oh, who I assume was the redheaded one. Wait, whose henchmen were they again? He uh, the was that for, was it Thorn? Thorn? It was, oh, that's right. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, the, those henchmen look just like these henchmen. They do. It's all it's all the same. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but the question I wanted to pose to you. Yeah. So we've now seen in these past two weeks, we've seen the Doctor, Batman's Doctor. We've seen Batman's yes. mechanic. Is there anyone else, kind of utility wise, oh. that you would want to see that's interesting kind of pop up we, we know that um alfred is his seamstress seam seamster yeah taylor let's just call it that um i guess we don't know where his gadgets come from i yeah so i had written i had written down um weapons dealer yeah oh yeah <laughs> well i get in in um uh, in the nolan verse we see him like hand carving the bat the batarangs. The batarangs, yeah. But I mean, he gets most of his stuff from Lucius and from Wayne Tech. Mm-hmm. But in this, Lucius doesn't know that he's Batman. Right. And so that's why I was, yeah, I was wondering, weapons dealer. Yeah. Or um, the other one I'd written down was IT guy. <laughs> <laughs> because I don't know if Alfred knows how to to program the bat computer. He's pretty universal, but I feel like that might be one area where he's yeah. a little over his head. I mean... <laughs> We've always wondered, though, like, you know, who built the Batcave? Yeah, right? and then the last, like one, the last <laughs> one I'd written down was uh, Contractor. <laughs> uh, but but from, our, from our theories, we just assume that it's Alfred yeah. setting everything up. He's, so Bruce he's to go can, down there and dig everything up by himself. Yeah, so Bruce can have a good time. He's out there being a fake playboy and driving around in broken down Batmobiles. Yep. Yeah, I think... Actually, you raise a good point. Bruce would probably have to have, like, a black market arms dealer, right? Because he... I mean, not for nefarious purposes, but he has lots of explosives and, like, chemicals and things that are not going to be commonly found. But to be fair, Gotham has a dozen chemical plants. That's true, that he actually. Can, that Wayne Tech probably owns part of. Yeah. So he can just go and get what he wants. And, and we do see that Wayne Tech makes some really strange decisions sometimes in terms of, like, what sort of things they develop. Which we see in the next it's episode. see in the next episode, yeah. Uh, also called Iron Man. Yeah, God, exactly right. Yeah, I'm trying to think who else. Plumber. That's probably Alfred. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Alfred. Poor Alfred. He has such the shitty end of the stick. Do you think Alfred has to like go down and then like scrub barnacles off the bottom of the bat boat and stuff too? Probably. Do you think Batman then has also an airplane mechanic or like a mechanic for his jet? Well, wasn't Alfred? Um, in some kind of British Air Force? Well, I mean, you could be an Air Force pilot from, like, the, World War II. That does not necessarily mean you know how to operate I guess a state-of-the-art true. jet fighter. Uh, yeah, uh, maybe. Maybe he has a, a mechanic for that, too. Oh, so so many unexplored stories here on the, I know. the weird web Bruce of Batman Tim, support. Jump back into these stories. <laughs> Bring us more. We need to know who fixes the Batplane. Who makes the various magically powered um, bat gliders? Yeah. Alfred's out there just like hand stitching them. Yep. Himself. Poor Alfred. God, poor God. Oh, such a rough life the guy lives. It's fine. He gets like probably one week of vacation a year. 
if and no, the whole, we, we the saw the we the saw the episode where he goes on vacation and he doesn't want to go. Oh, that's true. He hates vacation. Yeah, yeah, that's true. This version of Alfred hates vacation. Clearly, the Michael Caine version loves vacation. Yeah, he can't <laughs> wait for Bruce to die. Yeah, he's gonna go tour out Italy and just sip on his espressos. Yep. Uh, any other thoughts on this guy? Um, I wrote down something. Is this the first appearance of um, Percival the? penguins vulture oh i don't um i mean there was a vulture in i've got batman in my basement but was it named percival i don't know i don't remember yeah because that's a pretty reoccurring i don't know i don't remember if this world is recurring but i remember the batman i think he's he has a recurring vulture named percival did he i'm pretty sure and in, in one of the series is he does because that name sticks out pretty pretty strong Sorry, I'm trying to look it up here. Especially from someone who's still reading Ready Player One. I have finished Ready Player One. About fucking time. I finished... Right, we're going to pause this podcast for a second. I finished it uh, earlier this week. Oh, good. Yeah, I finished it on, like, Tuesday? We have a lot to talk about. Though. I think we do, yeah. <laughs> we have so much to talk about. Um, okay, so I think, we'll, I think we'll go ahead and cut here. We'll throw in our promo. This week, it's for Rachel and Sam Read a Story. And which is a, there's a special guest in that episode. Yeah. It's yeah, you. Ex- exactly. So obviously we've had Sam on here before to talk about Almost Get Him. I was on uh, their podcast for the um, Sesquicentennial, their 150th episode. I was a guest on that. Super, super fun. Uh, just basically what they do is the two of them sit down and read a story. Rachel's a librarian, so she brings in a whole bunch of kids' books. They pick one, they read it out loud, they talk about it. It's it's re- it's fun to listen to, and I had so much fun being on it. So uh I will not only link their show, I will link my episode, too, just to get all the <laughs> plug, because I control these things. Do you remember reading children's books? I do. The picture books that had all the nice pictures and also a story? Oh, yeah. They were always so nice and fun. Eh, were they? I don't know. I don't remember. Well, if you want to remember, you should probably listen to our podcast. What's our podcast? Our podcast is Rachel and Sam Read a Story. Sounds super nice and friendly all the time. (laughs) All the time. I'm Rachel Bieber. And I'm Sam Gash. And we are the people who do Rachel and Sam Read a Story. On Mondays on the Nerdist School Network. But anyways, yeah, that was the promo for it. That was a great promo. It was fantastic. Uh, so now we're on to our second Penguin episode here, uh, where, as we're talking about, Wayne Tech makes some very suspect decisions about what they mm-hmm. spend their money on. Also, quick fun fact about this episode, this would have been my birthday episode. Really? It's, it's pretty close. It came out February 21st, 1993. Oh, my God. three days after God. I was born. We... <laughs> so I'm just laughing at the fact that... We... We finally hit the episode where you are now alive. In the, yes, in I'm the real finally world. alive to watch Batman. <laughs> Unfortunately, my parents did not let me yet. Instead, I would sneak downstairs when you were, and watch. When you were Space three, Space. three days old, they weren't letting you. Watch. They weren't. But I, I do have plenty of stories when my parents would find me watching Space Ghost Coast to Coast when I like was still a toddler and didn't even know like how to talk yet. It wasn't even that appropriate, was it? No, Space? not at all. Yeah, it was never appropriate. But I mean, sorry, it wasn't that inappropriate, right? Well, it wasn't the. Well, it wasn't Space it Ghost. Was, I know. I mean, yeah. it was the talk show, but I, I, I don't. It wasn't. It wasn't that blue, right? The the humor in it. It was pretty. I don't. I think it was pretty like adult yeah. humor. Also, who uses the phrase "blue" when referring to humor anymore? You. God, I'm so old. It's fine. I'm not three three days old. That's what you're not. Oh <laughs> uh, um, yeah. So so this episode opens up the exact same way as Iron Man starts. Yep. Uh, they're doing a tech demo for the military for this new helicopter. Yeah, it's I forget what it's called. It's based um, if you've seen Gold Knight, it's basically like the Tiger helicopter. Uh, from that. It's called the Raven X111. Okay, also referred to as a Greybird, and I don't know if that was like the kind of helicopter it was. No, I mean that's not a normal helicopter right there. Okay, yeah, there's nothing. Yeah, it didn't look like a normal helicopter. Yeah, but there there are like three things that I feel like Gotham has to learn at this point mm-hmm. to never do. Okay, main one. Close and remove all amusement parks, yep. all House of Mirrors, all like all clown stores, all clown schools, are all party shops. Any place the jury or the Joker would scurry to. Right. Get rid of those. Second thing, get rid of anything that has the number two in it. Yep. Pretty easy. Just mm-hmm. replace it with a one or three or twelve. Yeah. Easy, easy, easy fix. Third thing, never name anything a bird name. <laughs> because obviously penguin is going to go after it of course much less something that has incredible destructive firepower right like this helicopter and and this started out and i'm like why would wayne tech 
be supporting this. And Bruce makes comments like, oh, I don't know how I feel about like designing weapon systems. Then why the fuck are you designing weapon systems? So um, there was an interview with the director of this episode. I already forgot his name. Uh, um, who was it? Altieri did the first one, but who did this one? Uh, Dan Reba. Oh, okay, yeah, Dan Reba does a lot of them, yeah. Yeah, uh, there was an interview with him, and the original story for this was to, Blind is About was supposed to be a dual meaning, and this was Bruce realizing that he doesn't know everything that's happening at, at Wayne Tech. This was him, like, oh, he didn't... Oh, that like, would have been know, interesting. Right, like, you know, he was blind to what's happening at his own company, so he didn't know they had this huge military branch that was... Oh, that was making these things. See that that helps explain why all this stuff is here. Because my biggest problem with the story is I felt like it it should have been a street level crime, yeah, sort of thing. Like because I mean, obviously Bruce gets blinded when the penguin steals a helicopter and like an attack. And for me, I wanted to see like well, like how does he try and function as Batman? Doing if will you will the kind of more mundane things? Like how does he be a detective? How does he navigate the city mm-hmm. when he's blind? And I think that would have been so interesting. I kept thinking, why the hell are we dealing with all this ridiculous? You weren't a fan of the makeshift virtual boy? No, I didn't. I didn't care for any of this stuff. I was also wondering the entire time, where the fuck is Robin? Yeah, that was my big. That was, yeah, yeah. That was, it's uh, like this seems like a really obvious. Like he, I mean, because then he could at least have someone there guiding him around and be like supportive. But yeah, I was like, why? I wanted to see him try and like have to solve crimes and like you know, hunt people down and do all those normal things, interrogate someone when he's blind. That would have been so much more interesting than I'm just going to strap this radar thing to my skull. And he gives me these cool red glowing red eyes. Yeah. And then I'm going to hop in a plane because that's what blind people should be driving. I know. It's like, why the fuck is he flying the Batwing? He can barely walk. Yeah. I don't. Ugh, so frustrating, man. Yeah. So if you haven't figured out, Batman goes blind. Yeah. Joker or wow. God. Penguin. Uh, hijacks the tech demo, steals the Raven X-111. Yeah, which has a silent running mode and some sort of advanced sonar-radar combination thing. Yeah. Um, and it can detect... It scans and kind of visualizes in a zero-light field. It's kind of what I understood from it. Yeah, it, it basically, it, it kind of looks like it's kind of night vision, but you you're not seeing distinct... You can't, like, recognize someone's face. It's all shapes, more mm-hmm. or less. It kind of gives you a visual sense of space. Yeah. Um, so there's, like, a big explosion. Bruce goes blind temporarily. That's such a dramatic such a dramatic <sighs> read on that line, too, because he's like, don't take me to the Wayne Tech doctor. He's like, why not? I don't want them to know that, that I've gone... No, I can't see. Yeah, and it's, it's, so, it's so dramatic. Uh, God, I absolutely love it. And then Leslie's like, okay, like, you know, gotta have these bandages over your eyes. You can't take them off for, it's temporary. You can't take them off for like 36 hours. But of course, he's gotta go keep Batmaning. Mm-hmm. But even his solution is really quick. Yeah, he, he kind of takes the tech from the plane or from the helicopter and puts it into a Virtual Boy esque device. Yeah. What's uh, Virtual Boy? It was Nintendo's failed VR system from the early 90s, late 80s, early 90s. It was like God. this big red helmet uh, that I don't, I, I don't even know if it made it to America. Did they reference that in Ready Player One? Yes. Okay. At some point. I, I don't wouldn't have recognized exactly. the reference, I suppose. But yeah. you've listened to it like four times, yeah, so you so should good. know these things. It's so good. <laughs> um, he, he basically has a helmet that scans his surroundings and gives him a... Kind of like you said, an outline of what yeah what is around him. He can see what's around him and where it is. Yeah, and the way he tests it is doing a full gymnastics routine. Yep, which I loved in the middle of Batcave. Yeah, because he, he it's his workout equipment. <sighs> that's fine. Yeah, because uh, so <laughs> that's what I would do to test my sight <laughs> is see if I can if I can do a um a, not pole vaulting do the vault. Yeah, vaulting. Oh uh, yeah, like on uh, um balance beam. Uh, no, the pommel horse. Pommel horse. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, got it. Did gymnastics when I was three years old. You did? I did. Well, I guess it makes sense. You made to do cheerleading too. Not since no, not since I was three. When I was three. Yeah, I know. But yeah, you know, eventually you did cheerleading, so that kind of all makes sense. Yeah, I mean, kind of. I did a cartwheel. Yeah. That, if there was like one athletic pursuit, I wish I had tried out would have been gymnastics. Actually, it it was from from memory. I mean, I did it a little bit in high school, and yeah. it was it was fun. Scary. Yeah. It was very mean coaches. Oh, okay. Mean Russian coaches? They weren't Russian. I would just assume all gymnastic coaches are Russian. No. 
he was just, I'll tell you about it after the podcast. God, get jacked if you're a gymnast, man. Um, so yeah, he, he has this helmet. So he gets in the bat plane to chase the, the silent helicopter, which kind of ruins the silence because it has these four loud machine guns. Yeah. They're like, what I thought it like it should have just been a recon helicopter, but well, of course not. And it's massive. You can see it, right? Yeah. It's it's it, you know it it stands out. It's like a fucking dirigible sized helicopter. So yeah, I don't really get the whole point of the silent thing. I guess if it's... they even they even talk about that because there's a scene where it's these teenagers driving down a bridge. Oh yeah, and they look up like, what is that? I can't hear it, but they can very easily can see still it's see it. It's a goddamn it. helicopter. <laughs> like I don't what I don't. Yeah. Maybe it's for like. Because uh, it can also like avoid radar. I guess yeah, they kind of, of imply that. Things. Yeah, so I it's think a, I guess it's supposed to just be like to stealth around where the people are inside. Yeah, if you don't have eyes, yeah, it's a great stealth. It's helicopter. great for when they're going after the school for the blind. It's so dope, but yeah, so Batman takes off after the Batwing, and I think that's I mean that's a, a decent kind of aerial dogfight sort of scene between the two uh mm-hmm. between the helicopter and the batwing it, it's short but it's kind of cool and of course the batwing gets no no sorry the helicopter goes down first and they damage the batwing and it zips around the sky and eventually crashes mm-hmm. and in doing so batman his helmet starts to go on the fritz yeah and so now finally at the end of the episode we get what you think the whole episode is going to be about which is batman trying to be batman without his sight mm-hmm. and uh. they don't even really do much with it then no there were there were two big things that stood out for me in this in this kind of post aerial chase Mm -hmm. uh one this is the first time in the series from from memory that someone has ever run out of bullets oh yeah that's right because batman first time ever and the penguin goes to shoot him and it's just like click click click. oh no yep uh and two as the world's greatest detective, I'm so glad his solution to the to the helmet fritzing out is exactly what everyone else would do. It's just <laughs> hit it until it works again. Concussive maintenance. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so happy that that's the solution for even like the world's smartest and richest man. Yeah. Just smack it until it until it works. Yeah, he's basically like stumbling around, just like slapping his own head, which I kind of wanted to have a moment where yeah, everyone, penguin guy calls everyone, it out because they all they look at him weird. Well, penguin looks at him weird because he's stumbling around and the penguin is blind. But how great would that be if they're all standing like, "What the fuck is he doing?" Is he's just like, "I think, boss, I think we like broke Batman." Yeah, I think he might have finally. I think gone crazy. We should probably like, just go. <laughs> we just leave. We just leave. Do thing. Yeah, because they end up in a like I don't know some sort of like metal smelting factory or something like that. Cool location for a fight. Again, you kind of get the feeling like, oh, this might be a, like a, an interesting place where Batman's trying to kind of navigate through, but it's a weirdly shaped structure, and there's all these things going on, all these weird sounds. Like we'd seen that he had, you know, amazing senses in the Vertigo episode. He can like close his eyes and get through it. Right. I kind of thought that was going to come back. I was really hoping play. it would. Yeah. Yeah. Or and it never really does. Penguin figures out he's blind, and they kind of get in a tussle, and the penguin runs off, and then Batman follows him to the end of a like a catwalk over a molten metal flow and batman jumps up and grabs onto a pipe and we think he's crying which is weird and then we realize yeah. there's water dripping on his face and so he turns on the water and think okay cool he's gonna steam up the place and put them on an equal footing so the penguin also won't be able to see but no he just jumps down and knocks him out and i was like what he set this whole thing up he didn't do anything with it right I didn't like this episode, man. It frustrated me. It really frustrated me. Me too. Then again, it was also written by Len Wein, so what should we expect? It was it was pretty, though. I don't remember who animated this episode, but I, I think they did a pretty good job with the animation, especially yeah. compared to Akon. Well, especially compared to Akon, yeah. And, and again, because it was the exact same batch of characters, so you could really see the difference. And the animation was really solid on this. Mm-hmm. It did look great. Um, I just, yeah, I got so... It's such a great idea, and again, like something you can only do in a, an animated show like this. Have Batman go blind? How does he deal with it? And it it kind of sidestepped all of that, mm-hmm. and it just felt like it's the same reason why I get frustrated when like the DC movies are bad too, because you're like you see the potential for a good story there, and the rest of it's all shit. Right? You're like, well, this now it's a ruined opportunity for that particular story to be done. That's kind of how I felt about this. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it, it's not a you might know the answer to this. It's not a big like comic book movie. But there was an indie film, I want to say in the early 2000s, where the character either goes, I, I think the movie is the character goes deaf like two thirds into the movie and the rest of the movie is silent. 
because you're supposed to experience the movie as the character. Oh, what? Yeah, I remember my film teacher talking to me about this uh, years ago. There was one of that, and then I think there's one in the early 80s where it, it is this storyline where someone goes blind, and then the rest of the movie is pitch black, where you just hear everything. Oh, that's bizarre. But I think it's only like the last like 10 minutes of the movie. Okay. Um, For a second there, I thought you were going to reference uh, Once Upon a Time in Mexico when Johnny Depp's character goes blind and he has to learn how to shoot. Nope, never seen it. <laughs> it's actually pretty solid. It's it's Rob Rodriguez. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's like good Rob Rodriguez. So, okay, I'll see that. It's, yeah, it's, it's worth checking out. But yeah, we'll put it above uh, Big Fat Liar on our list. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we should have been like tracking all the movie references we make. I mean, there's too many to do at this point, but it's, like come up with, like a definitive list. Um, I'm sure we can. We've, we only have 29 <laughs> episodes. Oh, but you know who's going to have to do all that research? You. <laughs> no. I'll just get extra money with the artwork to balance it out. That's fine. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know. I, I went in hoping this was going to be like almost kind of like the Samurai episodes too, where like Bruce's challenge is something unexpected and we get like a cool arc for him and it just. No. It never did it. Uh, oh, the very last scene, like. Uh, I don't know if I was just like tired when watching the scene, but it's uh, he gets the bandages removed. He holds up the newspaper, oh, yeah. and his pant color is the exact same, almost the exact same tone as his flesh color. Really? And so they're like they're panning up. I'm like, is he not wearing pants? <laughs> just <laughs> he just has like his shirt, and his shirt like covers like it just goes over covers his junk. Yeah, it's like it it go, it covers like mid thigh, and I'm like, I, is Batman wearing pants? <laughs> I mean, like, he's with his doctor and his butler, so yeah, it wouldn't he, surprise me if he's not. Yeah, you know he totally just walks around naked with Alfred's there, but you'd think, for at least for Leslie, he had a little bit of decorum. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, like, it, they do a jump cut of, like, you see the whole thing, and there's, like, the out, there's the line on the pocket. I'm like, oh, okay. okay. Good. pants. <laughs> Come on, Bruce. <laughs> get your shit together. I get you can't see yourself, but other people can see you. Right. <laughs> I mean, when he's not in the bat suit, I guess whatever he's wearing just makes him feel naked. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Do you think he ever sleeps in the bat suit? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> 100%. But I, I hope it's uh, like the Ra's al Ghul episode where it's not the suit. It's just the the uh, Just the cowl. cowl, the shirts off and the pants. Yeah. <laughs> it's the cowl and pajama pants. That is both his uh, de- desert sword combat mode, also his nighttime mode. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like when we see it in Lego Batman. Yo. The cowl and the robe. Yeah, the cowl, or just with like the the cowl and like the the bat speedo. Mm-hmm. So good. Yeah. <laughs> I hope he does that too. I'm, just, oh, I'm sure. I'm sure uh, Alfred has to be like Master Wayne. Yeah. He, you need to take, you need to take it off. Uh, I would love to see that done in live action. I still really want to see at some point the live action version of the 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 cowl and no shirt look. Oh yeah, it'll It'd look be great. So stupid. Well, I mean, now that we can, now that we have a cowl that he can actually turn his head, yeah. Because I'm imagining it as the Clooney cowl. Oh my where god! It's like yes, neck and like upper shoulder. Oh god! And then so, shirtless. It's so it'd be so good. I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just turning all the way. Hey, don't put it past the current DCEU to do it. If anyone was gonna do it, it would probably be them. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else to talk about on on this episode? I, I think we we covered it all. The okay. two kind of mediocre penguin episodes. Yeah, but you know it's fine because we we have a, a solid string coming up. I mean Harley and Ivy, yeah, uh, Batgirl, and then Raz Al Ghul. So mm-hmm. the next the next three episodes are the chunks of episodes I'm super super excited about. Yeah. Uh, but until then, we have our, our bat plugs. The most I, important part of this episode. I, I know what yours is going to be, so I'm going to get through mine real quick. I, I did, in fact, finish Ready Player One. I'm so happy for I you. I loved it. Uh, I won't say what happens in the it's end. so but good. Like, the climax, I was, like, huge fucking grin the entire time. It's awesome. I don't know what they're going to do in the movie, but if it's close to what's in the book, I'm so excited for it. Do you it. remember what studio is producing it? Is it a Warner Brothers film? <sighs> I don't know who's producing it. I mean, I, I know Spielberg's directing it. Yeah. I don't know who's, I don't know which studio is behind it. Cause yeah, I mean, one of the challenges they're going to have is just getting rights to everything. Yeah. I feel like what they may end up doing, it's tough because they, what they might end up doing is just doing generic versions, like a lot of things that are referenced, mm-hmm. which will still look cool. But the problem is, is part of the whole thing of the movie or the, excuse me, the book is that it's all specific references, that it's all. Yeah. But at the same time, um, Spielberg is the reason that we were able to get Bugs and Mickey 
in a movie together. Well, but I mean, that was also in the 80s. I know. I mean, yeah, I, he probably doesn't have the same level uh, of power. Okay. okay, yeah. So it's obviously it's Bruce <laughs> through Amblin, and then it is going to be Warner Brothers. Okay. So so they, they can get a couple. They can get some get stuff in there. I, yeah, I... They got all the rom-coms. All the rom-com yeah, references. Right. So I, I think... I, I, um, it, did Warner Brothers... War, Warner Brothers did War Games. I don't know. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. It's gonna be, because there's a very, some very specific things. Spoiler it's alert, like, by the way. I'm not going to say what it's for, but... Yeah, but it'll be interesting to see how they get around some of these, like, really very specific references. But, um... No, I love that. I, uh, I did finally finish the Injustice Gods Amongst Us comic. Awesome. Which is pretty solid. I mean, the ending's, ending's kind of flat but at the same time it is a prequel to the game so you can't really expect like resolution and i think that there's another series that retells the plot of the game from harley's perspective so i might check that out oh cool um and then my last bat plug is i i keep forgetting to mention it. i've been watching the show big little lies on hbo it's the one with uh, nicole kidman and reese witherspoon shailene woodley it's been posters for it all over la um it's awesome like, it's really, really good. I'm a little biased because it's set in, like, Carmel, Big Sur, Monterey, which is near where I grew up. So, like, they go places that I used to hang out at all the time. So, mm-hmm. it's cool to watch. But, like, the performances in it are great. And the acting is a, like, acting's amazing. Direct. It's all, it's music and it's awesome, too. So, uh, if you have HBO or you just don't give a shit about not yeah. having access to things, I do highly recommend it. I think... I think there may be seven episodes total, and we're like five oh, cool. in. I'll, I'll, check, I'll yeah. check it out. It's, it's really, really good. Um, so those are my plugs. And I know what yours is, which would also be one of my other plugs. Uh, so. so we saw Power Rangers this week. It was... Chris, you can back me up on this. Yeah. It was good. It was good. Like, we, we were joking going in that we were, we were excited to see what kind of bad it was going to be. Yeah. And I think the first thing I said to you after the movie ended was, we were wrong. We were, we were, we were really it wrong. It was so enjoyable. Yeah. And, like... I'm obviously I'm biased because I did spend the past 14 days watching Power Rangers, but it was it had it, it snuck in all the references that you wanted in yeah. like a very fun way. Oh my God, you got I mean, they, it's obviously a little more serious because that's how all yeah. the movies are right now. Um, but it's not I like I was expecting, as I put it to someone like Zack Snyder level of just po face seriousness based off of the trailers. Mm-hmm. Like I was expecting this to be in the Batman v Superman Suicide Squad kind of camp, where it's just like taking what is an inherently ridiculous premise and being way too serious with it. It's not that at all. Mm -hmm. Like, even before they suit up, which, as you can kind of expect, is not till the end, it's still fun. Yeah. All the way through. Like, it's it's legitimately funny. Like, it kind of lets itself be fun and entertaining and a little silly and a little winky. Yeah. Uh, Elizabeth Banks, so She had... You could tell how much fun she had just, like, playing... uh, playing Rita. Yeah. Because uh, she she owns the character. She, she owns does. the crazy. Uh, Rita's great. They easily set it up for a sequel. So please, to our dozen people that yeah, listen, go watch it because I would love a sequel. Yeah. They, uh, it's, you know, it's actually doing pretty well. Good. Um, so Beauty and the Beast is winning this weekend with like $88 million. Uh, So it's like a week in a row. Yeah. But Power Rangers is pulling in, I think, close to 50, mm-hmm. which so I, I think it's... Has it opened internationally already? Because I'm sure um, it's going to have a big Japanese or well, a, a big Asian poll. That's a good question. I'm not sure if it's completely international or not. Um, I, but it's good. Yeah, it's, it's so much fun. Uh, I was I was also very worried uh, because I wasn't a huge fan of the suits, and I'm still not a huge fan of the suits. But they work, though. Yeah, I will. I will say that. The, they actually do work in the context. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was actually looking at a uh, an infographic today that went through and like talked about every versions of the suits. They get real dumb. Oh, I've been watching it for the past fourteen days. Oh my god, they I get, know they get really, really stupid at a certain point. Yeah, uh, I you know I think they actually they I was kind of skeptical just because it's like and it's like you know it's where it's gonna be a little too uh, Green Lantern sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But no, like they actually they feel right in that world. Yeah, I guess. Um, what do you think of the Zords? Um, I was I was happy with the Zords. I mean, you couldn't really tell outside of outside of the Tyrannosaurus and the um, not not Aerodactyl, Pterodactyl. Um, you couldn't really tell what they were because they were kind of just blobs of tech. Um, yeah, because like I wasn't a big fan of the Mastodon. No, I think that the T Rex. And the saber tooth and the pterodactyl looks pretty cool, but yeah, mm-hmm. the mastodon and the triceratops, yeah, they're just kind of 
blobs that yeah. are hard to distinguish. But I really like the T-Rex design, actually. Mm-hmm. The, my, my big complaint, which isn't really a complaint. It's more of just a personal choice. Um, I wasn't a big fan of the putties. No. Um, I, I liked the animation of how they would spawn. For the people who don't watch Power Rangers, the putties are like the base level henchmen that Rita can summon. And in the trailers, it's the big rock creatures. Um, yeah, they're kind of really generic. Was, yeah, I don't know if that was what it was supposed to be in the original Mighty Morphin series. But, I mean, obviously they weren't going to be humans in suits. No. But I don't know. It's not what I was expecting. I don't know what I would want it to be. So I feel like I can't complain about it too much. But it's just not kind of what I wanted. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out if it's been released in China yet or not. I can't tell. It, uh, but it seems like it's a it's a simultaneous universal like worldwide release. It looks like it's going to hit um, some of the European markets in April and then Japan in... Not until July it's going to hit Japan. Oh, wow. I think you should... Well, actually, do you think it'll do well in Japan? Because though... I mean, the original was obviously so ingrained in... I mean, they're based off of... Mm-hmm. They just use existing footage from Japanese shows. Do you think that this, cause it's, this has been so modernized and Americanized, it'll still have the same kind of appeal? Um, I hope so. Yeah. I, 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 don't, I don't know. I can't speak for them. I have no idea. Yeah. I, I suspect it's going to do well enough. Mm-hmm. Um, also, one thing to consider, too, that it's distributed by Lionsgate, mm-hmm. who they're really trying to position themselves as being more like the next big studio. Like I'd say they're at the top of like the B-level studio structure. I would say so, structure. Yeah. And so Hunger Games is huge for them. That's why we got fucking four Hunger Games movies instead of three, the way yep. it should be. But that's done. And so I think they're pretty desperate for something to kind of keep them going. And uh, I, th- I think this will end up doing well enough to warrant a sequel. I, I-, I legitimately really hope so. Because mm-hmm. um, I really liked it. Uh, me too. So I have, I have a kind of serious question for mm-hmm. you. Um, do you think we've moved into the next um, kind of film not peak but peak genre because we i've i've had a couple talks with people about the superhero bubble and how i think it's going to pop soon yeah just because dc is kind of ruining it but at the same time like it's the market's getting so so flooded we almost have one a month yeah i i think we're getting there Mm -hmm. i think we do i mean so and i I guess the way I would put it, the only ones keeping it afloat at this point are Marvel. Right. And I think even then, even I'm starting to get a little bit of fatigue on it, right? I mean, like, I, I used... think, yeah, I think after Infinity War, I think that's when it's going to pop. I think so, yeah. Because people will still go through to see Infinity War. And I, I mean, I think, I think, I really believe that DC is actually doing a lot of work to hurt the genre overall, just because... They're trying to catch up. They're rushing. They're not putting out good content. I mean, we know now that the Batman's gotten delayed beyond 2018. Uh, Aquaman got pushed later, so they were going to only have one release. And they're like, oh, let's fast track something else to make it out by next year. And you're like, well, th- it's just going to be garbage. Like, there's, nothing's ready to be made. You know, they're, they're taking their time with Batman because they kind of have to. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we're going to get to the point where it's going to burst pretty soon. Okay. Yeah, just because... I think there was that, I was actually thinking about this today, I think there was like that sweet spot for a while there where we were, comic book movies weren't huge yet, so studios would take risks on them and give them to like really interesting directors and creatives to kind of have their own take on it. That's what happened with Nolan, right? Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden now they're kind of guaranteed money, and so it's just, oh, make as many of them as absolutely possible. Yeah. And I think in doing so, you're not getting necessarily like, people with a specific vision behind it. They're just appointing directors to projects to make them work. I mean, a, a rumor we, we didn't talk about was that uh, David Goyer might be directing Green Lantern Corps. Okay. And look, I like Goyer. He's a good writer. Um, I like Blade Trinity, although it was kind of a mess, but that's not necessarily his fault. Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, Ryan Reynolds is great in it. But again, it's like, that's, I'm not interested in that. Like, if I was interested in Martin Campbell when mm-hmm. Green Lantern came out. It kind of sucked. But it's like, I'm, that... Like someone like James Gunn has done such a great job with Guardians because he's like very distinct to the property and has done his own thing. And Marvel still lets people do that. Yeah. So I think Marvel will keep it going. We'll kind of drag it along. But yeah, I think it's I think it's gonna burst. Are you worried that like it's gonna burst before we get uh, enough Power Rangers movies? No, 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 no. I think Power Rangers might be moving into the next genre. So superhero films, I think they did take risks because that was the end of the like 
mythical creatures bubble mm-hmm. is what I'm going to... Because there's a couple of them, but I mean, it was mainly the vampire bubble. Okay, yeah. We had so Ooh. many. And then on top of that, we... Right at the end of that is when we got into the fairy tale bubble. Mm-hmm. Uh, that just kind of, I think, helped make it pop faster since we had Hansel and Gretel come out. Oh, uh, and then yeah. the two, and then the the first of the Huntsman movies, and then the other Mirror Mirror movie, which no one talks about anymore for good reason. Yeah, um, those movies kind of popped, and then the superhero genre took off so fast. And now I think with um, um, Godzilla last year, two mm. years ago, two thousand fourteen, I think it was Godzilla. Was it really? I think it was only back two thousand fourteen. Wow. Yeah. Whatever. Godzilla in the past. Um, Pacific Rim, mm-hmm. Pacific Rim 2 coming out at the end of this year, I think, or early next year. I think so, year. yeah. Um, and Kong, and now Power Rangers. I think we're entering this now, like, giant slash mecha bubble, mm. uh, especially with how CGI is going right now. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I can kind of see that. I mean, because, yeah, we got Kong, we're going to get... Um, and Kong, God. obviously, op- you haven't seen Kong yet. Right? I have, yeah. Oh, so so the ending, they obviously open up for, for crossover with Godzilla. Yeah, you're getting yeah. Godzilla 2 first. Mm-hmm. And then we're getting Kong versus Godzilla. And then they set up Mothra and yeah. everyone I mean, else. I mean, I really enjoyed Kong. I'd, and I liked Godzilla. I think I enjoyed Kong more than I did a Godzilla. Yeah, same. It was just kind of more fun. Um, maybe. But, I, but I, I don't know if Power Rangers falls into that big mech monster category. I mean, it can. Mm-hmm. In a later one, maybe there'll be more of that. But, I mean, the way they skewed this one was much more like an interpersonal... Yeah. Um, but because like we needed to know giant. the characters first. Yeah. It's What's the same th- in the very first episode of, of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Oh, okay. <laughs> I really haven't seen it in a long time. I actually think that they handled even that stuff pretty well. Um, like, I mean, there's some, like, uh, kind of... Not necessarily stereotypes, but, like, they take some, some quick routes on some of the characters, like, quick explanations for why they're teens with attitude. They never say attitude. They never say attitude. Sorry, that's my biggest complaint with the movie. They never say attitude because these teens have a lot of attitude. I they I would say they have more angst. Oh yeah, than attitude. I think uh, yeah, kind of shortcuts taken to explain why they have angst sometimes. But Mm -hmm. overall, I think it played pretty well. Yeah, I think their team dynamic is pretty solid. Acting for the most part actually better than you'd expect it to be, given Mm -hmm. that it's Power Rangers. To so so my scale. I'll end the Power Rangers talk after this. The where I was expecting it to fall was um, was a uh, Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift. That was my expectation. It's okay. the lowest of the Fast and Furious films. Oof! But it's also my favorite Fast and Furious movie. Well, that makes sense. Uh, <laughs> uh, but it, I think it was better on so many different levels. Yeah. Not just because it was like a bad better, but like it's just a good. It was so much fun. I don't know where I'd put it in like the movie spectrum. I haven't thought about it yet. I I was describing it to someone as. I would put it closer to like, like a decent-ish Marvel movie, than say like a. Would DC. you put it above Thor two? Um, they're kind of because yeah. that's I that Thor two is the bottom of my Marvel list. Really, I like Thor two. Well, I yeah. Or Iron Man. It's like that and Iron Man three are kind of at the bottom. Yeah, I, mean. oh, I like Iron Man three. Um, it, hmm. it's I don't even know where to put it. Yeah, it, it's such a unique kind of spot because no one expected it to be good. I think that was it. I think the low expectations helped. Um, I, I guess what I've been trying to tell people is like, if you expect it, it's kind of dumb, but it lets itself be fun in its kind of dumbness. But I it never, I never like felt like, cr- I never want to cringe at any point. I never, I never like, really? Right. They even I'm gonna sp- I'm gonna spoil ten seconds of it because it was amazing. Oh yeah. They even squeeze in the theme song. Yeah. They get in the Go-Go Power Rangers, and they squeeze in the song. It, it works, and it, it works. It was so great. It was so brief that like you could miss it. Yeah. But it was so wonderful for if you do catch it. Yeah. So it's, it's a 46 on Rotten Tomatoes. <clears throat> I'd say it's better than that for me. I, yeah, I would say low 60s. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. It's fun. We do, we do recommend, in case you couldn't tell. Yeah. We it's recommend, not just me talking about we, that we, movie. We recommend time. saying it. Yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> the... We'll call it the voice of taste, of good taste, when it comes to movies. It's still recommending yeah, you go yeah, see whatever. it. But yeah, do, uh, do go check that one out. Um, so hopefully we get another one. Yeah. Gotta get that Green Ranger. God, I want Tommy in it so badly. I know. They tease it so hard, and I it's know. so frustrating. Uh, rumor that there might be a female Green Power Ranger. Tommy might be a girl. 
Oh, that'd be that'd be interesting. I'd be totally cool with that. But Kimberly's supposed to to have a relationship with him, her, them. I don't know. I don't know. It's their own world. They can do whatever they, they want. Can do whatever they want. It'll be right. They even have the Zeo crystal, which means they can jump into Power Rangers Zeo whenever they want. Oh, is that what that was? Zeo crystal, yeah, is is, uh, is the power essence of the Zeo Rangers from the next from two series after because it's Mighty Morphin, and then there's ten episodes of Alien that no one really talks about because it's yeah. not great, and then it goes into Power Rangers Zeo when Tommy becomes the Red Ranger. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's way way beyond my remembrance. Mem- mem- memory. It's one of my favorite that theme one? songs. That's why okay. I like it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so go check it out. Um, there's a lot of good stuff. Go check out Kong too. That was really good. Mm-hmm. Big Beauty and the Beast. Oh, so Beauty and the Beast, great. so good. So many good things right now. It's a, it's a nice time for movies, guys. Yeah, lots of good stuff to see. So, um, and I think that basically does it for us, though. Yeah, we we got ourselves a good like 15 minutes of Power Rangers talk in there. It's all I, it's all I, I delivered wanted. on that long long uh, bat plug. So, but yeah, we'll be back next week with Harley and Ivy with a guest. Very excited for that. Mm-hmm. Um, also, for people that ever contact us, or that ever like write to us, uh, I would really like to know what you think the next bubble is going to be. Oh, I am I'm, I'm I'm curious what other people think about that. Yeah, you should like post that on Twitter too. I don't have a Twitter. Yeah, but you can you you, you use our Twitter. I account. guess I can. Yeah. Yeah, you have. I gave you the logins for the <laughs> TikTok social media. Yeah, 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 whatever. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I, I am curious about that too, actually. Yeah. So send us send us tweets. I'll have to show them to Cameron because he doesn't understand technology. Nope. But uh, but yeah, but until then, if you do want to reach out to us, we are obviously Tim Talk Pod on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. Um, I am at Lordifer if you want to call me out for uh, liking Power Rangers, but you should like it. I'm at Cameron Dexter if you want to praise me for liking Power Rangers. Uh, sorry, you're, you're what? You're at Car- God damn it. I was doing yes! so well. I'm yes! at Cameron.Dexter on Facebook and Instagram. I just made my day uh, with that. And not Twitter, because Twitter is useless for me. <laughs> but uh, until then, thanks so much, guys. Thanks, guys. Bye. The Nerdist School Network. For class and show information, visit nerdistschool.com.